The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand. We encourage staff participation here. We're a small staff, but we're a close staff. Our sales manager in Calgary, Jimmy Two Tables, has a really big problem with your top five, that his Denver Broncos are not in it. I said, if you find the the Broncos on anybody's top five, I'll pull my pants down on national television. Please don't. And, you know, take it or whatever. It is banking? Yes. They were 20th. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It's the RP Show. Happy uh, Wednesday, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the RP Show. Yeah, we're coming to you live from Calgary, Alberta. The Sheridan Eau Claire Market Suites, to be exact. Uh, I'm in beautiful downtown Calgary on a beautiful day. The moose remains in the bunker back in the sweatpants capital. And moose, why don't you ask me... How things are going to. as we... Uh, I want to. You want, I want to, to. You? yes. Yeah. Tell me what has happened in the last 10 minutes. Do you want the good news or do you want the bad news? Uh, I didn't know there was both. Yeah, well, the bad news is 10 minutes ago, my mic stand calved, as we say, just like this. So I'm sitting here holding a microphone. I think I can handle it after a few odd shows uh, on the... I think I can handle that. All right. Um, that's, that's the bad. I don't know how long this is going to. I might have to call maintenance here at the Sheridan Eau Claire Market Suites, and I'm sure that they would help me out because they've been unbelievable as we broadcast the first of two straight days here in the foothills. Do you want the good news? Of course, of course, of course. The pre-show played the best of uh, yesterday's highlight where I talked about uh, the Calgary Stampeders running this contest where... You can win an autograph boldly by Mitchell jersey, and it's open to everybody except Calgary Stampeders employees and me. We all know that. So long about 45 minutes ago, probably, the phone rang in my luxurious suite here, and it was, Mr. Peterson, good morning. There's a package for you from the Calgary Stampeders. So I went down to the front desk, tore open the package, and there it was. The sign, Bo Levi Mitchell jersey. And I have it right here. I don't know if the guys have uh, pulled the photos of it. Clark, you can from various social media feeds, Facebook, Twitter. This is it. There, there you go. So I went outside. I ripped this jersey out of the package, Moose. And the, the uh, concierge, he, li- listen, man, the concierge looked at it. This, this was him. Bo Levi. <laughs> that was his thing. Wow. They're all excited. 
Oh, I know. I know, right? So, God's honest truth. Hand to God. I've actually got a couple of Bo Levi Mitchell signed jerseys coming my way. This is one. And then a good friend of mine, Jonathan Anderson, who used to work for the Stampeders, he now hosts the Sea of Dead podcast. He's got another jersey coming. So I'm sitting here going, I don't really want to give this thing up. And my God, it's <clears throat> I'm paying enough for it. So I don't really want to give it up. So I might just hang on to this thing. What do you think? That's unbelievable. I mean, it looks it actually looks really good. I don't know what to say. I mean I know, right? Yeah, I know. I mean when when it you come to weird. Calgary, it feels weird. <laughs> well, when you come to Calgary, you wear red, flames, stamps, dinos, you name it. Um, but I don't know. This feels good, and it just so happens that the Rough Riders are playing the Stampeders on uh, Saturday, 7.45 p.m. Mountain kickoff. So, yeah, we'll get into all of that because this is the warm-up for E-Cold Electric. Uh, coming up on the program today in Hour 1, Jason Greger from TSN 1260 Edmonton's going to chat about this hot order start there, 3-0. and And in Hour 2, Jamie Thomas, the radio color commentator of the Winnipeg Jets, uh, they're 0-3. Forget about the fact that it was an overtime loss. I get that. It's 0-3. And panic reigns in the Manitoba capital. Jamie Thomas will be joining us to talk about that. So those are our guests today. Are you ready, Moose, for the Quick 6 show uh, horn? Let her rip, Jordan, please. Oh, not only did my mic stand, Cav, but I kicked my coffee all over. <clears throat> How about that? This coffee swishing Uh-oh. around at my feet here. Yeah, so it's <clears throat> one of those days. Let's focus on the positive. Uh, and that is the Calgary Stampeders coming through with a sign, Bo Levi Mitchell jersey, which, by the way, if I can go a little further on that, let me just say one of the Stampeders people said, is this going to cause a problem? Like, what are you doing with this thing? <laughs> I said, no, 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 I'm speaking tonight at a corporate event. I'm giving it away as a giveaway, a door prize. At the end. It's all good. And I said, I think everybody would like us to get over this feud. And uh, But incidentally, as has been pointed out today by Steve Johnson on Twitter, today's the four-year anniversary of the famed Bo Levi shut-your-mouth call. Wow. Four years ago today. Day. That's crazy. Let's move on. Point one. Where are the Winnipeggers? And I don't have my comments up yet. So maybe, Darren, you might want to read what the Jets fans are saying. I'm going to read the summary of the wild game in St. Paul, Minnesota last night. Joel Erickson-Eck had a hat trick for Minnesota, tying the game with 59 seconds remaining in regulation and winning it on a power play in overtime to stun the Winnipeg Jets 6-5 Tuesday night in the NHL. Erickson-Eck, who signed an eight-year, $42 million contract this summer, scored the equalizer just 15 seconds after an empty netter by the Jets' Mark Shifley was wiped out by an offside call that came from a replay challenge by Minnesota. Instead of taking a two-goal lead into the locker room, the Jets were suddenly on their heels as the Wild finished the third with an 18-5 shots advantage. Josh Morrissey was called for a holding in uh, overtime. Kirill Kaprizov uh, was the... um, Target of that gave the Wild a four on three. Erickson X scored in a three on one rush to beat Connor Hellebuck, who has given up 14 goals in three losses to start the season. Hella stopped 38 on a rough night for both goalies. Cam Talbot made 25 saves for the Wild, none bigger than the denial of Logan Stanley on a two on one just before the Wild's winner. So listen. I saw the furor on Twitter from the Jets fan base last night, Darren. Here's my take 
on the offside call. They're upset. They're mad about the Jets' penalty kill. They're mad about the offside. Kyle Connor, stay onside. Yeah. He was drifting at the blue line, floating, smarten up. It's like the person that gets upset. Oh, God, I got a parking ticket downtown. These parking attendants, they're like vultures. Well, had your meter expired? Yeah. Well, then what are you bitching about? That's my take. And I know I've had a couple of days of not the most popular uh, Winnipeg takes on sports. This is mine. Stay on side. Where are you on what, what uh, went down last night in mini? Cop will tell you, too, that he should have been on side. It was his fault. And that's the biggest story, you know, moment of the game that you go back and dissect it. Look, they've already changed the rule on the offside a lot here. Now you don't have to have your skate on the ice. They're, they're doing all of these things. And I know that he wasn't in the play, and it was away from the play, and it didn't affect the play, but it's still the rule. And they've made a lot of changes to try and make it a little bit better. It's still the rule. He's got to be on side. You know, and so he knew it. He admitted it after the game. There's nobody else that you can be mad at but yourself. So I'm sorry. The Winnipeg Jets are 0-3, and it's little mental things. So uh, it was wild. And listen, I was flying here last night, and I was actually watching the Oiler game, which we'll move on to at point two, because that was pretty much equally as wild in terms of goals. The Oilers are on a three-game win streak to start the season after topping the Anaheim Ducks 6-5 at Rogers Place. Leon Dreisaitl had a four-point night in putting up two goals and two helpers. Zach Cassian also scored twice. Connor McDavid and Evan Bouchard rounded out the scoring for Edmonton. I don't think you could even stop the stampeding stampede of Oiler Nation right now that they're going to the Stanley Cup. And as we said the other day, good for them. 3-0. and However, there were some suspect goals again. Sam Steele scored twice for the Anaheim Ducks. I just want to point that out. The former captain of God's team, the Regina Pats. But the Ducks had the lead going into the third period, and I don't know where you stand, Darren, on these Oilers. Again, Jason Greger's coming up later on in hour one from TSN 1260 Edmonton to talk about it. If this is the 80s Oilers, great. I've spoken with Grant Fear about his lofty goals against average. He's in the Hall of Fame. And Grant said, was it five Stanley Cups? Who cares about goals against average? If the Oilers are going to win 8-7 or 6-5, and we're okay with that, then Mike Smith's your guy. Did you catch much of that game last night? I watched last night, you know, and Anaheim's a better team than the than most of the media gave them credit for. Um, I mean, you pr- predicted them what to finish third in the division. Um, I think they have a real shot to be there. Um, Sam Steele was fun watching him play. But here's the thing about the Oilers and their high-flying offense. They can't be stopped. And when I wa- you can just hope to slow them down. When you watch them play... They're a really good hockey team. And here's the thing. Grant Fuhrer, Mike Smith, Miko Koskinen, whoever it's going to be, you've got to understand something. When you're playing high-flying offense like that and you're going down and it's all about scoring goals, well, those shots that you're giving up, they're a lot more high-quality shots than the average goaltender when a team's playing better defense in front of them and winning games 3-2, to 4-2, 3-1, those type of games, right? When you're putting up six, seven, eight goals in a hockey game, You're spending all your time in the offensive zone. It's two-on-ones the other way. It's three-on-twos. It's quick, fast-break chances and high-chance scoring opportunities. So, you know, the difficulty of shot goes up a little bit, and you end up in those high-scoring games. But you know what? I think the Oilers are going to be okay. It is a concern, though, if Mike Smith is going to be out for any length of time. 
Right, Miko Koskinen finished the game, but I'm sure Mike Smith will be fine. The warm-up is brought to you by E. Cole Electric. Our annual fall promotion sale is on sale now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. E. Cole Electric, let's get to work. Look them up. I'm sure there's one in your community. I might add, uh, again, although we reside in the Bermuda Triangle of the National Hockey League, we do look at all the other teams, and I'm going to get to that. Just a quick skim of what else went on on Tuesday night in the National Hockey League, and we'll get to the CFL in Block 2. But, God, it feels great to be in Alberta again, Moose. They said to say hi. Uh, this is where hockey's number one, as you know. And my phone was blowing up last night with hockey people that watch our show every day on Game Plus television out here because it's carried on the telesoptic cable package. A lot of hockey scouts, a lot of... Coaches, fans, Lethbridge, Medicine Hat, Red Deer, they're all over the place watching. And as those scouts say, there's more than just seven teams, Rod, in the NHL. It's not just the seven Canadian teams, okay? So that's what we're going to get into here. Let's go to Buffalo. Yes. And you know Jen is watching in Southern California, and she's ramming it down everybody's throats that her Sabres are 3-0. and Jeff Skinner. And Tage Thompson scored 23 seconds apart in the third period. And the unbeaten Buffalo Sabres routed the Vancouver Canucks 5-2 Tuesday night. After finishing in last place for the fourth time in eight seasons, the Sabres are now 3-0 for the first time since 2008 and the fifth time in franchise history. In Washington, Evgeny Kuznetsov scored his first two goals of the season. Ovi added his 734th career NHL goal. That came into an empty net. Should it count? And Washington beat Colorado 6-3. Joe Pavelski and Alexander Radulov scored in a shootout, lifting Dallas past Pittsburgh 2-1. Rookie Dawson Mercer and Damon Severson scored first period goals, and Jonathan Bernier made 27 saves, leading New Jersey to a 4-2 win over Seattle. The Devils won their second straight to start the season, and the Kraken are now 1-3-1 on their five-game road trip ahead of their much-anticipated home opener against the Vancouver Canucks on Saturday night. Rookie Jonathan Deline scored his first two goals in his second career game, and the San Jose Sharks blank Montreal 5-0. Habs fans, feel free to panic. Alexander Barkov scored the go-ahead goal 340 into the third period, and the Florida Panthers won their third straight 4-1 over Tampa in the first Battle of Alberta. And we're getting to the end here. It was a busy night, 11 games. Lucas Raymond made his first NHL goal, a big one for Detroit, breaking a scoreless tie at 638 of the third on the way to a 4-1 victory over Columbus. Matt Duchesne and Tanner Janot, pride of Oxbow Sask, Scored in the third period in Nashville's 2-1 win over Los Angeles. And Ilya Sorokin made 39 saves. And Oliver Wallstrom scored twice in the third period as the Islanders got their first win 4-1 over the Chicago Blackhawks and the Flower. So, Moose, busy night in the NHL. What's your takeaway from the other games? Tough start for Chicago. Um, Battle of Florida. I think you said Alberta just by chance. Did I? Yeah, it's Sorry. okay. No, no, I just figured something. Battle of Florida doesn't out. exactly. Battle of Florida doesn't roll off the tongue. I'm no, on but it. but the Boff T-shirts will be on the store soon. I'm sure. <laughs> right. Um, but right. But I want to go back to Buffalo because I I think I'm just a year late in all of these things. You know, when you go back, I was really high on Buffalo, um, New York, the Rangers, and Florida at the beginning of last season. I like their roster. I actually do. I don't hate Buffalo's roster now. I don't think they're going to be a top team in the NHL this year, but. 
it's culture. I think it's a culture problem. And maybe the culture is turning in Buffalo. You know, if they have sustained success, mm. the opportunity is there. I think it's about culture. Do I think it's perfect? No, because it starts at the very, very top with ownership. And I don't think that situation's sorted out yet. But I don't know that it was a severe lack of talent issue. The only concern I have is can the goaltending hold up in, in Buffalo? Because I think it's Craig Anderson and Dustin Dukarski are their two netminders. I don't know if that's a long-term recipe for success. It's been a week. Like, do we really think that the Buffalo Sabres are Stanley Cup contenders here? We I mean, no. I mean, who made the saves last night? Uh, Craig Anderson. I mean, this guy's got good NHL credentials. Jeff Skinner, all-star credentials. But I say, you know, good on the Buffalo Sabres. But I say this before we break. We got about a minute. I think this is more on their opponents. Arizona's bad. And Vancouver have been dreadful out of the gate. We have to, you know, we'll have to see where they end up, right? I mean, you got to see what happens when they start playing Tampa Bay, Toronto, Boston, Edmonton, right? And they start playing these teams that are in the upper end of the NHL. So we're only three points into the quick six. When we come back to Calgary and the Sheridan Eau Claire market suites, we'll talk about the huge news in the Canadian Football League. And that is if you are an unvaccinated player, In the CFL, in these playoffs, you're not traveling, you're not playing, and you're not being paid. Holy smokes, have they kicked a hornet's nest there. We'll preview this triple header in the CFL on Saturday. And uh, baseball playoffs, too. We're just getting rolling. It's a Wednesday. It's the RP Show. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues after this on the Game Plus television network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You're looking live at beautiful downtown Calgary. Home game week for the Calgary Stampeders. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders provide the opposition here Saturday night, 7.45 p.m. We're broadcasting live from the Sheridan Eau Claire Market Suites in downtown Calgary. We'll be here for the next couple of days uh, with the show and speaking tonight to the FMC group. Very much looking forward to that. And I'm going to jump into the CFL discussion in a moment. But first, Moose, uh, since we continue the warm-up here for E-Cold Electric, just I'm going to pop in the baseball because I know people really enjoyed the baseball talk that we've had this week. The Dodgers are back in the NLCS. Cody Bellinger had a tying three-run homer. And Mookie Betts then lined an RBI double as L.A. rallied in the eighth inning to beat the Braves 6-5 Tuesday night. Atlanta still holds a 2-1 series lead, but it looked like they were going up 3-0. Game four at Dodger Stadium today. And a big comeback for the Astros. Jose Altuve hit a tying home run in the eighth inning. And the Houston offense awakened with seven runs in the ninth as the Astros came back to beat the Boston Red Sox 9-2. Victory ties the ALCS at 2-2. Code word to mission control, the Millennium Falcon behind you, and that is our producers and directors. The code to get in for the comments, Moose, I'm blocked. It says it's invalid. So can you tell okay. me, do any any viewer comments jump out to you from will, our opening uh, three points of the quick six? Anything that 
off the top of your head? Because I can't see them. And I don't have the text line right in front of me. I'll get it after the next break. Perfect. No, I will. Uh, I didn't have them for the opening segment either. So you weren't alone. But I've oh. got them up now. So I can tell you what's been said in the last two minutes. But people are excited about you in Calgary. That's the uh, prevailing notion. Um, they love that you've got a Bo Levi jersey. That's blown everybody's mind. They, they've said this is a bizarro world now. So, uh, and there are a lot, a lot of good mornings and a lot of uh, hellos. So they love that you're in Florida or in the Calgary. Okay, good. Well, in Calgary, yes. Well, I'd rather be in Florida, but you understand. Well, this, it's, it's not a 2020 thing. It is a bizarro world now. And uh, like I say, I hope, I think the Calgary Stampeders uh, and I are ready to get over this thing with Bo Levi. And today, though, ironically enough, is the four-year anniversary of the famed Bo Levi shut-your-mouth call, which, uh, yeah, we won't touch that anymore. But before we get to the CFL vaccination policy, which was announced yesterday, I want your take on this. Triple header on the CFL Saturday, it concludes... Saturday night here, McMahon Stadium. Now, jumped in my rental car. You've done it with me a million times. I'm whizzing my way down Deerfoot Trail after arriving from the airport. I immediately put it in on Country 105. I saw. You've seen me do it. It's like plunging a heroin needle into my arm. Ah, Country 105. I love it so much. Not that I've ever done heroin. But I, f- I assume that's what it sounds like or would feel like is listening to Country 105. And there was a commercial on there that was with Mark Stevens' voice, the voice of the Calgary Stampeders, saying, you know, come on out to McMahon Stadium Saturday night. Can the Stampeders win three in a row against their rival Rough Riders? This is Mark Steven. We'll be on the air with a pregame at 6 o'clock on Global Radio, AM 770 Calgary. Your voice of the Stampeders for 30 years. And I'm like, oh, my God, am I old? I remember when they signed that deal, for one, and I went to college here 31 years ago. But I digress. They were promoting the game on Country 105, the greatest country radio station on the planet. So it's not like people don't know. It's the number one uh, listened to radio station here in Calgary by a mile. And I think this should be the highest attended game in the Canadian Football League this season. Changed my mind. The number one that I could look up was week one, Riders and BC Lions at Mosaic Stadium, 33,350. I don't believe there's been a higher crowd than that in the CFL this year. Next, Labor Day Classic McMahon, Edmonton, Calgary, 31,039 souls. Can we not get above this Saturday night? What do you think? I would hope so. I mean, I think the weather is going to be okay. I haven't looked at the Calgary forecast, but you know what? This Let's is go to the a- big board. Yeah, you, you look at that. So I don't think it should be terrible. I think, you know, you've got Calgary, who might be one of, if not the hottest team right now in the Canadian Football League, trying to reestablish their dominance as a, you know, the the heavyweight in the league. I mean, obviously there's Winnipeg doing their thing and not taking any steps back. And then you've got Saskatchewan going the other way, but trying to maintain that they're still a contender for, for a great cup. I think there's a lot on the line here. It should. It should be well attended this weekend. Well, and I think it's my commentary today on Cat Country 98 FM and Rock 98.5 FM that although there hasn't been any verbal jousting back and forth between the two teams, this is a battle for second place. It's Calgary, Saskatchewan. It's late October. The game sells itself. Would you not agree? 
You don't need any hype. You don't need any jaw jacking or trash talking in the papers. That helps. But in 2021, is that enough to sell tickets? The game? The matchup? I guess we'll find out Saturday night. But I'll be very disappointed, Darren, if this is not the highest attended game in the CFL this year. Well, yeah. And I would hope that it would be. But when you look at fans and their attention now, and you look at um, you know, their ticket spending dollars if they're in the market, there's a lot of big games. Calgary Flames got big games, right? Battle of Alberta is a yeah. big game. Home opener is a big game. You know, there's big games in the NFL that are taking your attention away. There's big games in college football. Everybody's got the biggest game of all time. So it's a constant battle for your attention all across North America. It's not just about which Canadian football league game is the best. I got to think about, you know, what are teams doing in college football and the playoff is getting closer and and the battling there. What's happening in Canadian university football, big games all over the place, other CFL games, the NHL, the NFL. Like it is a real battle for attention and everybody wants to say that their game is the best game and this show's the biggest show and that, you know, stadium is the best stadium and, so it's a constant battle for attention, but typically a game between Saskatchewan and Calgary in late October should be darn near sold out. Well, you make a good point. Maybe it's not just about the game anymore. That's a really good point. Now, moving on to more serious matters, and hooray! I'm into the comments. Uh, from C. Walker, watching on YouTube. And thank you, Clark, by the way, for looking after that. What's going to hurt the attendance for the West Final is Leafs-Jets play at 6 p.m. and the kickoff is at 3.30. Come on. Come on. That's a month away. My cousin Christine is watching a Medicine Hat. She says, in Calgary, it's mostly Ryder fans. Well, we're going to find out come Saturday, aren't we? We're going to find out. But I guess when you talk about... All the big games across the continent, it's like, do you want to get out of the house and get off your ass and go get some fresh air and go get a Huff Burger at McMahon's? Like, come on. There's a little bit to that, too. Have we not stayed at home enough? You and I are going to be at Huskies Rams, so I'm putting my money where my mouth is. We're going to be at a Canadian college football game on Saturday afternoon. Anyways, I, like I said, I got to move on to... The really important news, yes. and that was the edict that came down from the Canadian Football League on Tuesday that if you are an unvaccinated player, you are not traveling across this country come playoff time. You're not playing, you're not traveling, and you damn sure aren't being paid. And you have you ever roomed in the same room with me, Darren? You know that I have Sports Center on on a loop all Once. morning long. So I've seen Dave Naylor. Yeah, you do too. I've seen Dave Naylor cover this like four times. The same report. They're talking about busing players that are unvaccinated and what a logistical that nightmare that'll be come Grey Cup time, let alone certain geographical rivals like Winnipeg, Vancouver. Really? So I saw the initial report. I think it came from Dave Naylor and people are up in arms over this. And I can't believe that we are so many months into this. Whatever it is, stop counting. Uh, what's the holdup at this point of getting vaccinated? My God. Come on. What? You're, you are cl- very clearly making a choice that if you don't want to get vaccinated, that is your choice. But it's the employers and the league's right to demand it. To play and to work, is it not? Why is it? Why, Darren, could please to this dumb farm kid here, tell me why this is such a big problem? Because I don't understand it. 
because it's it's so delicate because you get into this not freedom of speech but you know my body my choice and making sure that everybody is not forced into doing something they don't believe in and they don't want to do so i want to respect that but at the same time you're right it's the cfl and the team's choice to say if you're not vaccinated you can't play it's not a right nobody's born with the right to play in the canadian football league or the you know, it's a privilege and you have to earn it. And there's things you have to go through to get there. Um, you know, you have to wear certain footwear and you got to wear a certain jersey and helmet and all those types of things. And unfortunately, uh, yeah. now you're in that situation where you have to be vaccinated. And, you know, we've known this is coming, though, for a little while. We didn't know exactly what the league was going to do in terms of, you know, the rules on this and how players were going to be able to travel. But we knew the flight uh, requirements were going to be there. And these teams travel by air. So you're right. And the Naylor report has teams looking at maybe maybe busing. And I believe, you know, I don't want to be, I'm not a, a thousand percent certain, but I believe you can't just bust the four players who aren't vaccinated. The whole team's got to travel together so that. We're talking about almost 2,000 kilometers if you want to go from east to west, right? The bus to the games. That's your whole practice week. You know, what are you going to stop on the side of the road in some farmer's field for a you know, 90-minute practice and then back on the bus to make sure you get to Hamilton in time for your, your uh, football game? You know, especially if there's a crossover. Um, it's a lot. You know, Regina to Winnipeg, no big deal. Edmonton to Calgary, no big deal. But what about Vancouver to Winnipeg or, you know, Regina to Winnipeg or even Regina Edmonton's eight hours. So it's a big concern right now in the CFL. Oh, there are a lot of big concerns in the CFL. And actually, I was thinking about this this morning as I was climbing into the shower. I was like, you know, this isn't a hassle the CFL needs. They got enough problems, let alone players that refuse to get vaccinated and I'm doing my best I really am to just sit back and enjoy the games because we had the poll question the other day are you entertained by CFL football and over 70 percent said yes you and I both voted yes but there are so many issues behind the scenes which every league has by the way but I'm just trying to not delve into those this is one major issue that the CFL doesn't need and then you look at the Trevor Harris trade on Sunday, the uh, star quarterback for Edmonton being shipped to Montreal. It's been brought up that he's not vaccinated. That might have had something to do with his trade. Oh, really? Well, the general manager isn't either. <laughs> so, like, what a friggin' schmozzle this whole thing is. And then, you know, I, I want to say something else, too, for those that just tuned in. Someone with the Calgary Stampeders helped me land this signed Bo Levi Mitchell jersey. And I'm not joking. I don't really want to give it up. I'll tell you that it's better looking than I thought it would be, Moose. I really, yeah, thanks to you guys going to the widescreen there. It is signed by my guy, Bo. And I just thought how nice it is. I did a hashtag CFL strong that we could come together to promote this league and work together and it just seems like so many people want to be divisive. And on the topic of my body, my choice. Yep. A lot of those people saying that are devout, devout Christians. I'm a believer. Believe my, I am. I've turned my life over. But I will say to those that are so staunch on my body, my choice. How are you on abortion? I'll wait. Because usually, uh, you know what I'm saying. I do. They're not pro-choice, but in this case, they are. So it just, it, it seems like a whole lot of stubbornness 
to me, to be frank, why this is such a headache in the Canadian Football League. Um, hey, do we have Gregor logged in yet, Clark? Not yet? Okay. Um, any last thoughts on that, Moose, before I let you go and we'll bring you back a little later on? No, I mean, we're going to see as we get closer either teams announcing that they're 100% vaccinated or we'll start seeing because the travel is going to be well documented, you know, who this is going to be an issue for. And let me tell you, we get into a crossover situation in this league or, you know, you look at long travel, it's going to be interesting to to see how it all plays out and what type of advantages certain teams are going to have here um, come the end of November. From the viewers, (laughs) <laughs> Jeff in Winnipeg, Jeff Cabilla says, man, I'm weirded out seeing this. He's a Bomber fan, and he can't get over the Bo Levi Mitchell signed jersey here. Um, Jeff goes on to say, if Bo Levi comes on this show, bizarro world enhanced. All the Winnipeggers are chiming in on Isn't that interesting? The Winnipeggers chiming in. From my cousin, Christine, in Medicine Hat, she says, stubbornness and ignorance. It would seem that way, but I'm over fighting it. I'm over it. I'm glad I don't have to deal with it, quite frankly, Darren. Aren't you? Yes. So we can travel freely. We can work freely. Um, but I, I don't feel like getting into more of that at this time. Moose, we'll see you back uh, next hour, okay? Sounds good. Jason Greger joins us next from TSN 1260 Edmonton. We're live from Sheraton Eau Claire Market and Suites in lovely downtown Calgary. It's a home Stampeders game week. We'll be right back on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. We're live from the Sheridan Eau Claire Market and Suites. So I just found out as that rolled that our guest isn't ready. I just found out. So I don't know if we're going to bring uh, Moose back in or not. I tell you, it's been um, it's been a day. Clark's going to let me know the second we got Jason Greger. Uh, it sounds like he's forgotten. So if you're wondering why I'm holding this microphone as opposed to what we did in Florida. You probably didn't even notice where we had a mic stand, but uh, the mic stand died this morning. So we're going to have a ceremony later, and I'm holding this microphone, and I think that I'm going to be able to get through things just fine. But anyways, thanks again to the people connected to the Calgary Stampeders that got us this signed Bo Levi Mitchell jersey. You're wondering why I'm in beautiful downtown Calgary. It's uh, because I'm speaking tonight at a corporate event, FMC Group. Craig Drebit writing on Twitter says, Welcome back to Cowtown, Rod. Looking good. Thank you, Craig. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I went to college in this lovely town. Never really wanted to leave, but you know what? Life happens. It's always nice coming back. So, well, uh, we sit here and await Jason Greger from TSN 1260 Edmonton. I really want to get into the Orders 3 0 start, but also the love for Mike Smith in that town. And if we're going back to the 80s Oilers, I think we'd all be okay with that. Is, is that the expectation here? 
6'5", because I think if that's the case, Mike Smith's your guy. He's not Grand Fuhrer, but he's getting the wins. And also, he left the game injured last night, so maybe we can get a health update on Mike Smith. Sports update, New York Islanders winger and TVA hockey analyst Mike Bossy is battling lung cancer. That news came out this morning. Bossy announced the news in a letter to the French-Canadian Sports Channel referring to viewers. Bossy said, you'll never be far away in my mind. The boss! Saw him speak at an event with uh, Clark Gillies and Brian Trotche, and he's just a real good guy. So prayers up for the boss. New York Islanders, great. The NBA is officially back in Toronto after 600 days. The Raptors begin their regular season with a visit tonight from the Washington Wizards. It'll be the Raptors' first regular season game at Scotiabank Arena in nearly two years after the team was forced to play all of last season in Tampa due to pandemic border closures. Listen, I'm going to ask you, and I don't normally ask you to help me out, but let me know in the comments section, and the guys can put it up on the bottom of the screen, what our viewers are saying Aside from my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat, who's a huge Raptors fan, maybe the biggest Raptors fan in Western Canada. And of course, we're not just for Western Canadian viewers, but that's where we reside. Are you excited about the Raptors season? Because I'll be frank for a second, I'm not. I'm just not. The NHL's getting going. We're in the Major League Baseball playoffs. Wake me up when the Raptors are doing something. Did we decide, Clark, on a poll question? Did we decide on a poll question? Uh, that might be a good one. Are you excited for the Raptors season for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center? We haven't posted anything yet, so that might be a good one. Put me down as a no. And that's not to be a Debbie Downer. You know that I'm a pretty positive guy, but there's just too much else going on. It's not my thing. Lefty Chris Sale takes the mound for the Red Sox as Boston looks to regain its lead in the ALCS tonight. Framber Valdez will start for the Houston Astros, who erupted with a seven-run ninth inning yesterday en route to a 9-2 victory, and the ALCS is currently tied two games each. Julio Urias returns to his regular role in the Dodgers rotation as L.A. tries to even the NLCS. Today, the Dodgers edged the Braves 6-5 on Tuesday, but Atlanta still holds a 2-1 lead in the best-of-seven series. Braves manager Brian Snicker hasn't revealed who will get the start for his side. Two of Canada's Major League Soccer sides are battling for playoff spots today. CF Montreal visits Orlando, and the Vancouver Whitecaps play their rival Timbers in Portland. Toronto FC will also be in action, taking on Miami uh, in Florida but the Reds have officially been eliminated from playoff contention. By the way, back to that baseball for a second. I wrote it down. It is on Mountain Time, 308 Mountain first pitch. Houston at Boston. The American League gets it going today. 308 Mountain, 508 Eastern. And then it is 608 p.m. Mountain. Braves at Dodgers with the Braves up two games to one. So for the baseball lovers, you're loving it. Doubleheader baseball. That's the great thing about playoff baseball that makes day games okay, especially in the fall. This sports update brought to you by Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games. Book your group or business Christmas party now for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store, where you'll never have to ask to get the CFL game put on their TVs. And for Red Bull Canada, 
Red Bull gives you wings. Let's see what they're saying in the comments section here. And, Clark, you were saying something to me. Do we have Gregor? Okay. Ah, let's put dupes on the screen. Looks like Gregor's sleeping in today. Uh, 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 uh. From Nelson Hakowicz, over or under? 1.25 racks of ribs. RP will crush at Big T's barbecue for lunch. How about that? I didn't even... I didn't even know about Big T's. Do you, Darren? I you know don't. I've never heard of Big T's in Calgary. Is it like right downtown on like the the walking the rail street there, the C train? I feel like. Well, don't ask me. Nelson I have no idea. Know. Would have to ask Nelson. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen. I had a moment this morning. I was leaving the Sheraton Eau Claire Market, and I was walking over here to the Good Earth. You know the area, right? Yes. And there was, you Calgarians, you people from Calgary, please help me out. What was the name of the, of the restaurant that was in a little house that had a buffalo on the side of it? It looked kind of like an old wooden granary, Darren. And they had the best omelets I've ever had in my life. They're the Ooh. size of footballs. They put mustard in these things. Yeah. And I think either sour cream or mayo, probably sour cream. Life-changing. And uh, that thing now is a parking lot, or it's going to be something else. They knocked it down. That's so that was my favorite thing in Calgary. Uh, and don't get me started, of course, on Cowboys. Jeffrey Townen in Calgary and from the Puck and Pigskin podcast say Big T's is right at the bottom of the bridge across from McMahon Stadium. He says, just ate there a couple days ago. I have no idea, man. After the morning that I've had, I said, my socks are sloshing around in coffee here right now. My microphone stand has died. You wouldn't believe what we're looking at. Well, you wouldn't believe, Moose, what I'm looking at. This looks all great. Sunshine and rainbows here. We got it all set up. It's been a morning. It's been a morning. <laughs> yeah, you're not exactly, uh, your mind's not exactly on uh, what restaurant you're going to hit at noon yet. You're, it's got to get through. I'm not obsessed. To noon. Yeah. I'm not obsessed with food like you and certain people in our circles. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the first thing on my mind. Yeah. Um, okay. Moose, thanks for sliding in. We're going to take a timeout, and uh, no, hang we don't have time for this. We're going to have to move Gregor to hour two. So we'll be, we'll be right back with the Moose. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Live at downtown Calgary, the RP Show coming to you from the Sheridan Eau Claire Market and Suites. It's episode number 595 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. Awesome to be here. Stampeders home game week. And uh, our timing is just a little out of order. Um, Jeffrey Townen in Calgary says that ref restaurant that I was thinking of just over here. He says, you're thinking of the Buffalo Cafe, and the old building was actually moved just last week to be preserved at a future new location. So that's great. 
That place is absolutely amazing. The Buffalo Cafe. They tell me that we've got Jason Greger here from TSN 1260 as we bring in uh, an Edmontonian. Hey, Greger, good to chat with you. We don't have All a right, lot Pete. of time here, but I know it's going to be a I know it's going to be a good time. Your takeaways, please, from the order six five win over the Ducks last night at Rogers Place. Hey, man, it's early season hockey. Nothing wrong with a little entertainment. I know people freak out about, oh, geez, you can't win this way in the playoffs. Well, no bleep, Sherlock, of course you can't. But this isn't the playoffs. It's a third game in October. Like, you think the Tampa Bay Lightning every game is a Picasso? Like, Edmonton has good offense. They've obviously got to reduce their shots against at five on five, uh, more so their scoring chances. But, you know, that they got a third line for the first time in, I don't know, a decade. And uh, they got like they got the two best players in the world offensively who, funny enough, even though they both have eight points in three games, even Drysaddle said they haven't been the most consistent line. That's been the Derek Ryan line. So I think there's a lot of things to uh, to be positive about if you're an order fan. And, you know, it's going to be a long season. Um, I, I think if you're looking for concern, it's the, the Nugent Hopkins-Hyman-Yamamoto line. Like Nugent Hopkins just isn't a center anymore. He just... He's won 36% of his face-offs, Rod. Like, Drysaddle and McDavid will ultimately be your centers. But for now, uh, they're so good together. Just keep them together, get some wins, bang some points. And, you know, you can worry about tightening it up come, uh, you know, March and April. Your assessment of Duncan Keith plays through three games. Well, him and Cody Cece have been just what you'd want. Veteran defensemen, uh, all their, you know, they're outscoring the opposition five on five. Uh, their expected goals, their shots for, their scoring chances for, they're all, you know, 58% or higher. So you'll take that all day long. He's he's solidified the, the second pair left defense. And, you know, Cody Cece has has moved the puck a lot better than I thought he could. He's He's been excellent. I think as a pair, they, they've been fine. They, they've probably, as a pair, been the order's most consistent pairing through three games. 90 seconds, they tell me, please. Why do Edmontonians love Mike Smith so much? Well, I think, he, you know, he's a battler. He, he's a gamer. But I, I wouldn't say that all Edmontonians love him. There's some that are all concerned that, that you know, Mike Smith. And, you know, every now and then he wanders out. And he didn't have a great game uh, last night. He's obviously fighting something. You know, if I'm the Edmonton Orders, you know what? You can call up Stuart Skinner. You can play Koskinen in one game. You can play Skinner one game here. And then they don't play again until next Wednesday. But... I think they just like Mike Smith. He, you know what? He's got the long hockey hair going right now. He, he's pretty honest. He plays with some swagger. He's really emotional when they win. So there, there's a lot of things to like about Mike Smith. And, you know, sure, there's some areas of concern. But, man, like he had a 923 save percentage last year. He's got a 920 through three games this year. Do you find the press box cold at Rogers Place? Like I was going to nudge you the other night. I didn't. But you were wearing a block heater on your head. Do you find it cold up there, Gregor? Well, where, where I sit, Rod, there's a vent, and it just blows right on my head. So, uh, obviously, there's there's not a lot of carpet up there to, to keep things warm. So, um, But, but uh, you know, I, I just kind of get used to wearing two. So, uh, I do wear one in the press box quite often. Next time, I'll give you a shove. Gregor, thanks for the time. That was awesome. Hey, buddy, sorry. My apologies for uh, being late, RP. I apologize, Brad. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.